The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Just give us one hour, and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host. Whoa, that was a hard opening to the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. And welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing We are not talking about that yellow smiley face, which is annoying. No, 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 no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on today's guest, I want to invite our listeners to join our conversation in several ways by calling us at 877-864-4869. Again, that's 877-864-4869. You can log into our chat room at toginet.com and hit that live chat button. You can connect with us on Twitter at Lisa Kamen and at HH Talk Radio or tweet at us live right now at hashtag harvesting happiness. Okay, let's get to it. Today's show is all about purpose driven media, about how the media is shifting from a place where it's just sensationalism and gloom and doom to really driving home this concept of using the media to transform or to really uh, articulate a purpose-driven life. And that's what we're all about at Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. That is certainly the direction of my work in positive psychology and how it's evolved over the years. Um, And I want to talk, I want to start and talk about tragedy and, and tragedy of what just recently happened in Boston on Monday, which was Patriots Day in Boston and the day of the Boston Marathon and the bombings that occurred there. And what's going on in the media with the speculation of the who, what, when, where, and why of it all. And I want to start by saying that this morning I was watching the news and they were talking about a pressure cooker, about the the lit 
the lid of a pressure cooker that they found on top of one of the buildings in downtown Boston. And Boston is a place that's very near and dear to my heart. I uh, went to undergraduate school there. I spent many years in Boston. So I'm paying close attention to this because I have very close um, friends and family that live there, and uh, I'm dialed in. So let's talk about this concept of the pressure cooker, and we're going to bring on our first guest today because she is perfect to speak with us about. Ashley Michelle Williams is a world-traveled multimedia journalist and producer who currently works at WBAL in Baltimore, Maryland. So she is on the East Coast. Prior to working at WBAL, she worked at NBC at on the network news, including the Today Show, The Grio, MSNBC's Politics Nation with Al Sharpton, among others. In her spare time, Ashley also manages and oversees her own media company, Rizal. And she'll tell you about that when she comes on. She created Rizar to inspire youth and young adults to create their own ripple effect in the world. High school students and college students alike from around the country can contribute to the platform, which features current news and articles on issues that they face. Good morning, Ashley. Thanks for joining us. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I want to talk about the pressure cooker. I want to talk about the pressure cooker symbolically as it stands at the moment with the suspected bomb in Boston and also about the pressure cooker of media, you know, the uh, need to constantly be percolating and bubbling with, um, with news and how it can alarm or it can transform. Okay. Um, well, I just recently found out that they recovered the lid of a pressure cooker that was apparently encapsulated onto the roof of a nearby building. And I think this is really significant because it's showing that they're really connecting um, a lot of different uh, leads that could lead to the person who was responsible for it. Um, I know that there's still a lot of things that are unclear that they're still looking into, but I think that it goes so much um, into how the media plays is playing a significant role in this terrible situation that has affected so many people. Um, but it, it's good because it's, we're able to really let people know what the situation is as much as we know. We know from what we're getting from our sources and from the FBI and all those who are investigating it, as well as to just kind of comfort people and knowing that, you know, that it's getting investigated, it's getting taken care of, and that they're going to find out the person who is doing it. And I think it just shows how much it's the media can really impact the entire world, you know, from what we're um, distributing every day. And to tie that into, you know, the symbolism of the pressure cooker in the media itself, because the media is all about creating its own pressure cooker. And that pressure cooker can be used to um, inspire, it could inspire positive things or actually inspire fear and negativity. And that was my tie-in this morning. When I saw that pressure cooker, I thought, I'm going to lead into the, to this show today because it just struck me as something so powerful and something that you are really addressing in the work that you're doing, particularly with Rizar. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's, I, I mean, it's, it's sad in the sense that it can, the media can often without even necessarily trying to, but, you know, maybe sometimes they are trying to, I don't, I can't speak for everybody, but how it can, you know, place so much fear in people's lives and make people scared to even kind of like walk out the house, you know, especially now that 
all these things are taking place with um, letters getting sent to Obama, apparently, and another person um, with poison in it. Um, it's just, you know, I feel like as much of negativity as there already is in the world, and we see it, you know, when we walk down the street or when we're going to different places, that there is so much turmoil in the world already. I think that the media can kind of flip it um, and focus more on the positive end or, you know, of things that are happening that are good in society. And that's why I really wanted to also create Rizard to get people to want to be more positive. Because I feel like there's so much negativity that we're constantly reading all the time, and it's kind of annoying, and it's kind of overwhelming, and it's kind of, you know, it does put a lot of pressure on you, and it makes you feel so fearful to live your life. And I just don't want people to feel that way. And that's my mission as a journalist for my life, is to inspire people and to encourage people. And let's explain to our listeners what a Rizar is. I mean, I mentioned it, I touched upon it in your intro, but it is something, it is a real thing. Tell us what a Rizar yes. is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Rizar is a corporation, um, especially, that is focusing on um, issues that youth and young adults face daily. And I think that from my profession, from what I've seen on different ends, I just felt like there wasn't enough of positive news for youth and young adults and a way for them to really get involved in the news and what's happening in their community. And it's funny because I really didn't know, um, you know, how to go about creating Rizar necessarily, but I felt like God was really leading me through this process of creating it and just connecting me with all the people who um, were also on staff who were helping me with creating, like, the legal people, the web designer, all these different things. We're actually about to launch soon our new, our new site launch, I should say, our new site very soon. Um, so I wanted to create a platform where people and could have space where they could share their thoughts on different issues. And it's just weird. I mean, I guess I'm weird. I guess I'm just so surprised and thankful that so many youth and young adults wanted to contribute to it and are still even contacting us now, even when we're not like necessarily on like on a hiatus right now. But they're still wanting to participate and get involved. And right now we have about like 55 people or so, and we just started last year, and we've kind of been on and off. It's been like a trial period, but I mean we have we haven't publicized at all. We haven't done any advertising, and it's kind of just like by word of mouth. And once we do the news site, the news site goes up. We're going to definitely start doing more publicity and more advertising to get the word out there. Wonderful. And a Rizar is the ripple effect of throwing a stone into water. And I want you to touch yeah. upon that and how that inspired you, A, for the name of what uh, of the company, but also your, your purpose, your, the way you live a purpose-driven life. Thank you. You know, I, I love that question because I feel like um, so much of the beginning of my career was a lot of me trying to figure out what I want to do as being a journalist. Now that I am a journalist, what do I want to contribute? What do I want my mark to be in the world? And I really wanted to do something that could give other people who I felt like, like using young adults who are also searching for that same thing and an opportunity to really contribute to the world and through their own lives and through their own talents. Um, and so as I was going through this process, I really didn't necessarily think I was going to start like a huge, like a media company. I always wanted to do a media company to have my own media company when I was younger, but I never actually thought I would start it at this young age. But I felt really led to do it now, and it kind of fell together. Um, but I was trying to think of a word, and I love Spanish because I also speak Spanish. And um, Rizar came to my attention, um, and I wanted, like, again, the ripple effect, and I come to me the butterfly effect, and... Um, even though Rizar has a different meaning in Spanish as well, it can also mean to curl. I took the ripple meaning. And um, from there, we kind of, I was working with my web designers on trying to figure out like a logo and everything like that. And we came up with 
um, the Rosario logo, and then they also came up with the website. And now we're going to take it a step further and try to make it even more modern and sleek um, to kind of connect people over the world even more. And with that, we are going to go to our first break. And to learn more about Ashley and what she's doing over at Rizar, you can go to www.rizar, and I'm going to spell that for you, R-I-Z-Z-A-R-R.com, and Ashley Williams, AshleyMWilliams.com. Those are her two websites. And on Twitter, you can find Ashley at Rizar News and Ash M. Will. That's A-S-H-M-W-I-L-L. And on Facebook, she's at Rizar Inc. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on t-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about transformational media and purpose-driven media. And particularly today, I have two amazing women in the house who are really following their dreams, following their passion to use the media in a way that propagates. I love that word. Propagates positivity and to do something that really serves our community and serves humankind. And our first guest who I've been speaking with is Ashley Michelle Williams. She is a multimedia journalist and a producer at WBAL in Baltimore, Maryland. In the past, she's worked at NBC Network News on the Today Show, The Grio, MSNBC's Politics Nation with Al Sharpton, among others. And we're talking about Rizar. Rizar is her own media company that she oversees and began. And for those of you who don't know, a Rizar is a ripple effect. When you throw a stone into the water, it is the, the ripples that you see 
uh, on the water of where that uh, impact spreads. And that's what Ashley is doing with her work, particularly focused on youth and young adults. So Ashley, I want to just kind of give a little bit of history between you and I, because you and I both inspired one another in very different ways. (laughs) Yes. So yes, it all started at USC. <laughs> it all started at USC where Ashley was a student. She was graduating and she had been in one of my lectures in the Department of Psychology and she was just you became positively turned on by happiness. Yes, I mean your film, your documentary that you did was amazing and it really struck a chord with me and my living my purpose, my life with happiness. And it was a really uh, a huge question for me, especially at that point in my life, because I was in a going about to start a transition mode where I was becoming an adult, and I was so appreciative for your film and the outlook that it made me have on life. And you know, in turn, I became appreciative of you, and also understanding the power of teaching this work at universities and at the educational level, that if we start with young America and young citizens of the world and we really um, imbue them with these skills and tools to go out in the world and live a life that is joyful and to create impact, um, we really have something more powerful than than a pressure cooker, actually. Yeah, you know, and I think that a part of the reason why I also wanted to create Rizar was because not to, you know, slash anybody in that way or the media companies in that way, but I really feel like youth and young adults have a huge voice in what's going on. I mean, look, advertisers want to hit that market, that, you know, 18 or 12 to 25-year-old market or even older than that, like between 12 and 29. And I think that, you know, sometimes our voices are being taken for granted or people don't necessarily take us seriously or think that what we're saying has um, a huge impact, but it does. And I really wanted Rizar to be that platform where people could take youth and young adults seriously more and what we have to say and the impact that we are trying to create in the world. Talk for a second about the different segments um, that you are uh, hitting with Rizar, you know, whether it's um, current events, uh, gossip, arts, culture, cooking. You know, tell me a little bit about uh, what you're cultivating over there. What's cooking? (laughs) Sure. So, (laughs) you know, we really wanted to do a platform where we had regular news that was impacting youth and young adults around the world. So we have that section called The Times, which features the national news and the international news. We also have a section called The Particulars, which I wanted, it's like I wanted to create a name that was kind of cute that hits all points that um, youth and young adults relate to. It goes from, you know, sports to entertainment to um, spiritual notions to beauty, all those different portions. The next is um, we focus on is life triumph, and this really is my favorite section because it focuses on so many aspects of a youth and young adult's life that they overcome, whether it's, again, spiritual triumphs or um, body image triumphs, um, happiness triumphs. And we also have another, a couple of other sections, like the spreading ripple, where we feature a person who is creating a huge ripple effect in the world. It's called One Person, Lots of Ripples. And we have a section where we have inspiration now, which features a lot of our quotes, our Rizar network, and um, just different enlightening notions, which is what we're going to focus on a lot more on the new platform. 
And one thing that we've also started this year is the Rizar Network, which is where we do shows that focus on different issues that youth and young adults are dealing with. Um, one show that really struck a chord, I think, with our audience was um, it focused on eating disorders. And um, since Eating Disorders Awareness Month was in February, I interviewed one of the columnists who often writes about her struggle with uh, having anorexia and it was just really nice to see how we could um, elaborate and, you know, answer questions that people might not want to necessarily have to ask someone that they know personally because they don't want to let people know that they're dealing with it. So that's kind of, you know, just like a, a friend in a way that we're trying to be with our audience. Oh, I like what you just said about being a friend with the audience <laughs> and by offering this safe anonymous place to share what's going on when when oftentimes the sharing of what's going on feels almost embarrassing or you feel like you know if you can't share it with somebody you know because they might think that you're crazy when in fact everybody is crazy on some level and coming into this community you can share it safely or alone you know i feel like so many youth and young adults we all feel often you know sometimes we feel alone in our struggles that we're going through that we are the only person in the world who's going through a relationship issue, domestic abuse, or um, an eating disorder, or financial situation, all these things that we're going through as we're developing into becoming a full-grown adult, if you will, if people ever even do, you know, because we're, it's part of our life journey. And I feel like Rizar is that space where we can be that friend, we can be that comforter, we can be that voice for youth and young adults. Beautifully said. And the, the struggle is, is universal. You know, just as happiness is a universal emotion, the struggle and the suffering and those challenges are also uh, universal. They change over developmental stages in life, but everybody is struggling and fighting the good fight on some level. And I think that um, it's essential that we invite people into that conversation in a way that they're comfortable. And, and you're doing that with Rizar, and that makes me so happy and, and proud, actually, of you, you know? <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. You know the thing that really um, touches me every single time that when I go to the site, not to just say that in a, not a boastful way, but personally what I hope to do with Rizar was to allow people to really know that they can make a difference in the world, that every person, Steve Jobs, Martin Luther King, um, Gandhi, the list goes on. Every single person started somewhere. Every single person created a drop, if you will, into the world. And they wanted to try to see if they could really impact people and make a difference and strive to create a better world. And that's what we really want to do with Rizar is to create a better world. And we want to allow people to realize that they have the power within them to create that better world, but they just have to realize it for themselves. And they also have to realize that regardless of the struggles, the triumphs, and the different situations that they have encountered, they really can become all that they want to be if they just move forward and they are inspired to do so. Beautiful. And, and this, this Gandhian uh, philosophy of being the change that, that we wish to see in the world yeah. is the, the, the center. It is the pulse of Rizar and what I know yeah. um, motivates you with the work that you're doing. Thank you. Yes. Again, all it takes is one. And that's our slogan. And that's what we want people and young adults to realize. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your background. None of those things matter. What matters is what are you putting out in the world? Who do you want to become? And what are you doing to get there? 
and doing it from a peer base. I mean, it, you know, that it's a it's a it's a peer thing. It's not um, older educators saying, you know, this is what you should be. You are you are doing this on a mentorship basis to your own peer group. And I think this is what makes it a little bit different. Yes. And especially because, again, going back to that point of, you know, youth and adults often feel like, oh, my gosh, well, I'm too young or I don't have the resources or, you know, how am I going to make this happen? But, again, if you look around you and you really just tap deep within, you can come up with that way to really make a difference even if it's just a bit by a bit you can do it because again it only starts with like a drop or one action if you will and for every action there's a reaction and and what i know that you are hoping to achieve with rizar is that the reaction inspires another person to go and throw that stone in another direction that continues that positive motion that positive wave in the world yes because you know i feel like um, you know, we were talking about earlier with the media and how it also kind of perpetuates this thing of fear or this thing of, you know, people are going nuts, the world is going crazy, everyone is just, you know, having such a terrible time in life. You know, there needs to be more positive news. There needs to be a place where people feel like there still is so much good. And I hope that people can really take that away from Rizar and just to really feel inspired to even create that good and that we all can do that if we take a moment to believe that we can. Agreed. Let's talk for a second because we have a couple minutes left and then we, we are just about out of time. I want to talk about sure. the gift of travel and how travel um, inspires <laughs> us, keeps us in our happy place or, um, or, or catapults us there, you know, because there is something unique that happens with travel. Yes, it is. I mean, it's funny when I was younger, my parents would um, take my sister and I on lots of trips around the country and, of course, when I was little, I kind of didn't. I mean, it was fun a little bit to me, but then I was really a home buddy, and I was like, oh, I want to go back home, you know. <laughs> um, but as I went to college, I, I studied abroad in Spain, and I loved it. I absolutely fell in love with traveling and finding out new places and meeting new people and really just embarking on new adventures. And it really made me understand even more of my purpose, and it really helped me in my journalism career to have this huge brass of knowledge about different places in the world. And I think it's just so important, regardless, you know, even if you go to another city within your state, you don't have to go necessarily around the world, but for people to really take that initiative and that courage to try to go out of their comfort zone and travel, because you learn so much about life. And that's that's exactly it. Going out of the comfort zone when we travel, or when we even take a different a different uh, path home from work, we set ourselves in a place of wonder. We're more open to experiencing something new, to seeing the world in a different way, and that in of itself generates more joy. We have run out of time. Ashley, thank you for joining us for our guests to learn more about the amazing work that Ashley Williams is doing. Please visit www.rizar that's R-I-Z-Z-A-R-R dot com and you can learn more about Ashley's amazing journalism at www.ashleymwilliams.com On Twitter, she's at Rizar News and Ash M. Will and on Facebook, it's Rizar that's R-I-Z-Z-A-R-R, Inc. All right. We are going to come back so and we are going to carry on the conversation about transformational and purpose-driven media in a minute. I 
We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win, enter our weekly contests at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook, where we give away our guests' books, music, film, and products each week. In addition, we also do great Harvesting Happiness giveaways, like free coaching sessions with Lisa Cypress-Kamen, Lisa's Books, Happiness First Aid Kits, H-Factor Where Is Your Heart documentary film, Happiness is an inside job product, including the Sterling Silver Infinity Bracelet that benefit Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, a nonprofit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues. Join us at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back. Well, that was a quick drop back into the show. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about transformational media, particularly women in the media and women who are really on purpose and on point with using their voices and their hearts to make a difference in the world and to perpetuate a positive message. And my next guest is doing just that. Kirsty Spragon is a talk show host, speaker, life liver, people lover, founder of Connection Global and executive producer of Kirsty TV. Kirsty TV is about the power of sharing stories. As an interviewer, she holds hearts in her hands as her guests share their most personal and vulnerable stories. She believes when people share their stories, they heal themselves and others. Good morning, Kirsty. Good morning, Lisa. I am so happy that you're here with me. I'm happy too. Well, let's let's continue on the path of travel and what travel does to inspire us to be open-minded and open-hearted. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've traveled extensively and I think for me, um, cause I started traveling probably my first trip, I was about 18 overseas. I had a, a my best friend was Chinese. So we went across to China and then at 21, um, to England with another friend who was English. And I think it, 
it was fundamental in my growth. You know, it really helped me to see more of the world, to have to be independent, and I think it really helped me grow. Well, you know, the concept of traveling, I use the metaphor quite often in the work that I do. And I tell people that when they are stuck, you know, when people are not in their happy place, the best thing they can do for themselves is is travel. And if they can't actually get on an airplane and take a trip, take a different way home or uh, do something that shakes up the routine. Because when we travel, we allow ourselves to be more curious. And curiosity is a positive trait that leads us to being happier. Yeah, and I think you're right. It doesn't always have to be a trip to Hawaii. Um, You know, even a few weeks ago, I was particularly stressed. I'd uh, had a huge couple of days and I went just for one, I'm in Los Angeles. So I just took a drive. I didn't plan where I was going or where I was staying. And I ended up at a little B&B that was very inexpensive in Santa Barbara for one night. And literally, I felt like I'd had a week's vacation, just getting away and unplugging And sometimes that's just going down to a movie on my own. I think a lot of people are afraid of doing things on their own, but sometimes for me it's that time to unplug, to turn the phone off, and it can just be 24 hours doing a couple of things in your local area, going to a farmer's market. I think doing something different, um, you know, I'm a big believer that when we do new things, we're always putting ourselves in that sometimes uncomfortable situation, but it helps stretch us. Um, and definitely helps us continue to grow. And speaking of travel, as you can hear from Kirsty, she's not from New York City. She's from <laughs> the land, <laughs> from down under, as they say. And That's right. your country is a nation of travelers, which I find very interesting because you are located in, in a remote part of the globe. Everybody travels. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in the most isolated city in the world. Um, Perth is from Western Australia. So yeah, I mean, if you want to see anything or go anywhere, you've got to jump on a six hour flight. Um, so for me, it was just sort of something that I'd always done. Uh, and I started backpacking, as I said, because my friends were English and Chinese. So we went on trips together to see their family. So it was quite a, an easy, natural, comfortable transition initially. Um, you know, rather than just picking up and going somewhere on my own that would have been a bit daunting and scary back in my, you know, early 20s. Um, So it was an easy transition. But then I I definitely got the bug. Um, I've travelled to about 40 countries now and, you know, I got hooked. Oh, well, there's a lot to be hooked about. But I think if you look at the culture, the Australian culture, people there tend to be quite jubilant. And I and I think part of it is the climate, certainly, but part of it is this um, curiosity and lust for life that you possess as, as part of your geography, you know? Um, let's move on to talking about where you were and where you are now, because you've made an incredible and very positive transition from life as a real estate executive to a talk show host. Yes, yes. And producer. There were a couple of transitions in between. You know, I went, um, I, as you say, I was in real estate. I was a, a real estate broker selling and um, then decided to transition into motivational speaking and I wrote a book and, and then decided to move from Perth to Sydney, which was like moving from L.A. to New York. It's a six-hour coast-to-coast journey. So that was sort of my first transition away from home and then um, moved from there to L.A. So 
it's been step by step, which I think I needed in a lot of ways. I think if I'd moved directly from Perth to LA, it would have been a much, much tougher transition. I think mentally and emotionally and psychologically, you need to um, grow as, you know, have small growth steps as you go, rather than trying to do something too big that, you know, then might lead to disaster. And in terms of motivating, you know, being a motivational speaker and now really being motivational in the, in the media, in the way mm-hmm. that you are presenting your show to the world, there is something I, I find very unique and quite intimate about it. Thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, um, uh, it, it all stemmed from being in the audience, you know, sitting there watching these speakers. When you're in sales, you have a lot of speakers come to conferences. And, uh, you know, I remember these distinct moments where I sat there and thought, wow, I want to make other people feel like this, you know, inspired, full of hope, um, full of ambition and feeling like I could do it, that anything was possible. And, in a lot of ways, I think also what they were able to do is to make you feel less alone, you know, to share a journey and share a story. It's like that problem shared is a problem halved, you know. So that was sort of always part of my motivation to want to speak and and with the talk show, with what I do with the guests, is making sure that what we're sharing is very personal because then others can connect to that and relate and go, wow, I'm not the only one. And you do it so well. You know, I had the pleasure of being a part of what you're, what you're doing and what you're creating on the set and seeing you in action. And you're very inspiring. You have a way about you that very gently can um, get into someone's space without being intrusive. You know, that you are working with as opposed to trying to get at what's yeah. going on. I think it's, you know, and it was such a pleasure to have you here that day. I think that um, it's really important. I mean, some of the people that I'm interviewing have been uh, kidnapped, human trafficked, abused, um, and through horrific adversity. And all of them have come through it, and they're in very positive places now. But for any of us to relive something like that and to, you know, today actually someone was emailing me. She's writing a a story at the moment about um, cutting when she was younger. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm just struggling because it's so such a process to relive all of that and so she's you know going to take a little bit longer so for me I guess what I see part of my role is is I I have to create a safe place and hold that space for people to be able to be that vulnerable it's not easy no it's not easy and you have to have a strength of heart as the host and the person who is doing the interviewing to not only hold the space but to hold your own composure uh, to allow them to start sharing, and these are meaty subjects, as you as you mentioned. You know, it, it can run the gamut from human trafficking to seeing your parents m- murdered as a young yeah. person. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not; these are not light subjects, and yet your approach uh, so beautifully blends the really heartfelt, serious part of the sharing, and then the joy that has come from transcending it and the growth that has come after it as these people go through their lives. Yeah, I mean, that was so important for me that we didn't create another negative show or a show where people were stuck 
um, and hadn't moved forward because there's enough of that out there. I really wanted to focus on people who were positive and inspirational in that they had been able to move forward and they had lessons to share with others, you know, that they could, um, that through those lessons they had sort of picked up some adversarial gifts and that they understood that they're, in actual fact, a lot of them would say, I, my life is what it is because of that. I wouldn't change it. And that was quite powerful for me to hear, you know, to know that after all that they'd been through, that many of them wouldn't change it because it's who they are today because of it. Yeah, I was just at a at a group uh, yesterday. I helped facilitate a uh, women's philosophy and humanities group, and in the discussion, they were speaking about uh, Wayne Dyer and about his overcoming uh, cancer. And mm-hmm. you know, this is a man that has spent his most of his life really living in the self improvement realm, the inspirational realm, and seemingly had it all. And then he got cancer. And he is recounted in one of the interviews about cancer being the best thing that ever happened to him. And we've heard this time and time again. You and I have had this discussion how people will often speak of these horrendous tragedies or traumas as being a turning point for a better life. Yeah, and I think that with Wayne Dyer, I mean, I've watched a few of his interviews with Oprah and different shows, and I think that what happened for him was there was a real humbling because with that level of success that he'd had, even though he was spiritual, there was still, you know, he talked about how there was still a bit of ego attached with, you know, am I on the bestseller list? And so I think that no matter how we externally perceive somebody's life and that, you know, they've got it all, we we all have to get different lessons and I think that we're here to get those lessons throughout our life and and there's different ways that we get it. Some it's through relationships, some it's through children, and for some it's through tragedy. Mm. So we have to be open to that, you know. Like I interviewed a guy, um, Ken Druck, who lost his daughter, and, I mean, that, you, you know, there's nothing that comes close to being as horrific as losing a child before their time. Um, But, you know, again, he really saw that the gift in this was that he had to do the work. He had to continue on her message and, um, you know, he had to make sure that he uh, let everybody know what there was to learn from this experience and not just wallow in it. We are going to go to break, and when we return, we are going to continue the conversation with Kirsty Spragan, who is a talk show host and producer, about life, living, connections, networking, and how we can um, create a more hospitable and transformational environment within the media. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. To learn more about Kirsty TV, please visit KirstyTV.com. And also, when we come back, I want to make an announcement about In Between, the song that you hear during these breaks, because In Between is going global and viral. Here come the tunes. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. 
Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress-Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. Be a part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about women and transformational media, about women, uh, two particular women today, Ashley Williams and Kirsty Spragan, who are out in the world living a purpose-driven life and sharing it through media. But I want to also, before we start talking again with Kirsty, uh, let you know another aspect of this purpose-driven media, and that is the power of music and song. And the beautiful song that you hear during our commercial breaks in between is written, composed, and performed by Becca Eden. And that song is the anthem for Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, our 501c3 that provides integrated combat trauma recovery programming to our returning troops and their loved ones that are challenged by post-traumatic stress. So each download of that song gives us at Harvesting Happiness for Heroes a royalty that helps us give away programming to a vet in need. So this song has gone live and global on the airwaves. And you can find it at iTunes. Again, it's Becca Eden, B-E-K-A-H, Eden as in the Garden of Eden. And her amazing music can also be heard at BeccaEden.com. So Becca, our cause artist, and another amazing woman who is doing using her voice for transformational media. Kirsty, to continue our conversation about relationships and networking, you are all about that networking, all about the connecting A and B to C to Z and a circle and back and forth again (laughs) and around um, in one big happy group hug. And I really mean that about you in the positive way. You are incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Networking, I guess, just, you know, was a big part of where I started with sales and it built my business and it was a huge part of my success in sales because I wasn't really someone who wanted to do the whole salesy, close the deal, scripts and dialogues approach. It just felt very manipulative and icky to me. So I went out there and I networked and did breakfast, lunch and dinner with clients and soon enough my business quadrupled. Wow. 
and 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 that it was the back way you know it was through a roundabout way it was through authenticity through engagement through connection through interest that this happened yeah i think at the end of the day we do business with people we like and that's been my biggest learning and if you don't stay in touch with people then the business won't be there i mean if they you meet somebody it might take nine to 18 months for them to have a need for what you're doing. And if they don't hear from you again, they're not going to think about you. So for me, the sort of the key tool that I've used, if we could put it that way, is that I stay in touch with people. I call them back and I follow them up. I meet them and I connect with them and I have a cup of coffee and I send them an email. I put them on a newsletter. Um, I let them know what I'm doing and I stay interested in what they're doing. Well, you're an engager. You know, you yeah. like to engage, and that's so clear uh, to me when I when I when I'm with you and when I see you work that that is um, a, the strength and the sparkle factor. You know, it's part of your it factor. Yeah, and I mean, look, a lot of people say to me, "Oh, do, I'm not as extroverted." Do I, you know, what if I'm an introvert? And I think it's not about that. You know, at the end of the day, our business and our life success are determined by our emotional intelligence, our social skills and our interpersonal skills. So whether you're introverted or extroverted, you have to have those things. And we're not taught that in school. We're not taught how to build rapport. And I think in a lot of ways, it's becoming a dying art with so much social media and people tweet, I hate it. My friends text me and it's like, I don't want to have a conversation on text, you know, pick up the phone. So I think that they all have their place. I use social media. I love it. But I also think it's important that people remember that they have to continue to build their relationship skills and they have to do that by having courage to pick up the phone and make those uncomfortable calls and not just sending off an email or taking the easy way out. Well, you know, it makes me think of a conversation I was having last night. I had some some friends over for dinner, and this is a younger group of friends who are in their mid to late 20s. And we were talking about TED, and as you know, I'm very involved in yeah. the TEDx and TED community. And I was talking about a, a video that I had watched, and I shared it with them uh, by Eric Whitaker, the virtual choir. And okay. he is a conductor and composer, a classical conductor and composer, a young man, probably in his mid-30s. And he had this idea of bringing together people from all over the world in a virtual choir. So he did one video on YouTube of himself conducting a piece that he wrote. Then that went viral. And people who were attracted to be part of this project then sang uh, a piece, you know, sang a portion of that, and then sent their videos to him. And that was compiled into a grand piece where he had 2,000 voices from something like 50 or 60 countries performing this this magnificent classical, it was actually an opera, uh, that he had written at the same time. And he's now got a million and a half hits on TED. That's amazing. So it is the power of social media. I think, you know, circling back to what the point is about connecting, that we are yearning to connect. Sorry. No, no, sorry. You go ahead. I think there's great ways to use it like that, um, but it also took for people to reach out to each other. So that wouldn't have worked if someone hadn't have reached back. So I think, you know, connection takes effort and energy and we can become complacent and lazy with it. And I think that we need to remember to that it is valuable and it is worthwhile and it is what enriches our lives. 
it's it enriches our lives and helps harvest happiness you know happiness yeah. is not something that happens by accident right no and i think you know that's the thing people need to remember like how valuable it is emotionally psychologically i mean heart math did a study that when we are disconnected from ourselves and others we die sooner so there's so much research out there as i'm sure you cover regularly as to why this is so important. It's not something we can afford to um, have our children not learning and we can't afford for people to not develop emotional intelligence and social skills. And, you know, this brings us to the discussion about happiness as being something that's quite serious because I will tell people often, oh, I'm in the happiness business and they roll their eyes and we touch (laughs) upon this quite regularly here about the annoying yellow smiley face. And really we're talking about a level of intelligence that is scientifically proven to create uh, better lives, more sustainable, authentic lives for people that include living longer, being better partners, better employees, um, producing more in the workplace, you know, less, less disease, um, more, uh, more peaceful and harmonious uh, home environment. These are the byproducts that come from this sort of purposeful life that we're talking about. Completely, completely. Let's talk about you talking to strangers. You, there is no stranger danger with Kirsty Spragan. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I talk to people on the bus, the train, the plane, and again, I think it's about that, you know, not sitting there and being lazy and on the plane turning towards the window and thinking, oh, God forbid if they, you know, put their arm on the armrest and we touch each other. You know, people are so focused on I'm too busy, I want to be quiet, I want to be alone, and if they just took the time and made the effort to reach out. It's amazing how much treasure is out there in them hills. You know, I'm constantly meeting potential clients and it's amazing how the universe works with serendipity and synchronicity and exactly that day I might need to meet a particular person in a certain industry and I'll meet four of them. So when we're open to it and we we talk to the people next to us, it's quite incredible who they are. Well, you're a manifester, and we probably will have to have another show talking about that <laughs> because that we could spend an hour on the art of manifestation. And yeah. you, you are one of those manifestas, as people like to like to call it. Um, yeah. We have run out of time, and I want to make sure that we properly give our listeners the place and way to connect with you. Kirsty TV is at www. Kirsty K I R S T Y T V dot com, and tell us quickly. Your uh, Twitter handle is at Kirsty TV, and on Facebook it's Kirsty TV as well. Yeah, pretty and much everywhere. She's consistent. The woman is consistently <laughs> Kirsty TV, which makes it really, really easy. And when can our listeners start to view the new episodes that have just been completed? So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 3 p.m. LA time, Eastern Standard Time, we put up new episodes, and they can watch those either on our website, and they can register for the VIP mailing list, or on our YouTube channel. Wonderful. So again, that's KirstyTV.com. Next week, we are having one of our military-focused shows, and we are having documentary filmmaker Brian Single and Jane Ekayu of Children of War, the film. And this is an amazing film about the child soldiers of Uganda and how um, there are efforts being made to help heal these young boys from the spoils of war that have gone on in their country and actually across Africa. So this is 
important work. It deviates a little bit from talking about our um, domestic service personnel, but the themes of the triumph over adversity and the transformation of post-traumatic stress into post-traumatic growth ring true and can offer an example of a different way to heal and a different way to find our way back to some level of happiness after tragedy. So again, um, join us next week and just ignore that phone in the background and we will continue this series on women in transformational media and purpose-driven media. I have some other uh, guests cooking in the background who are doing amazing work and here are a few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, along with Kirsty Spragon and Ashley Williams, wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. And I want to thank our producers, Kelly St. Clair, and our new man in town, Roy, for making us shine this week. And I also wanted to add that we have the Everyday Gandhis joining us next week in the studio. I forgot about them. And the Everyday Gandhis are also involved with a documentary film about the spoils of war in African countries where child soldiers are involved. So you can join us there uh, next week in the ethers to learn more about that. And as always, this is um, my passion and my purpose and part of what makes uh, my joy float each and every week is to be with you and harvest happiness on our talk radio show. So think about that pressure cooker today as you go out in the world. Think about how you create a pressure cooker in your life, how you can cultivate more happiness, take some of the pressure away and use your words, your thoughts and your actions wisely. And uh, please visit iTunes Becca Eden for the song In Between, which she is graciously donating a portion of those proceeds to help our returning service personnel uh, achieve happiness in their new post-war normal as they transition home from active duty. We'll see you next week. Again, thank you, Kirsty. Thank you, Ashley. And thank you to everyone at toginet.com that makes this show sing. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress Kamen. Join us every Wednesday morning live at 10 to 11 Central Time here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloads.